and welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Natalie, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Uh, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like we're like, it's like Citizen Kane, like we got a new table. Yes, we're very far away. And we're much further away from each other than we're used to being. It really does feel like we're, I guess, like radio hosts on the other side of like the 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 console or the glass or whatever. It's but uh, yeah, I should have said maybe I should have instead of Susan K, I should have said like uh, Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale. Remember, yeah. remember when he has her over for. Uh, when he has Kim Basinger in the first Batman yeah, yeah. and they're like it's all the way at the table. other yeah. end of the super long table. Yeah. Um, although I don't think they had a lazy Susan, which we do. We do have a lazy Yeah, I think it's Susan. an upgrade. It's a, it's a Craigslist upgrade. Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade for me because it's my work from home yeah. area. It's we're still working from home. It's so... Okay. We're finally at the point where we're, we're recording these like the week they're going to come out. Yeah. You know? And it's so frustrating to listen to us, like, be so, like, optimistic about things reopening Ugh. in recent episodes. Yeah, like, the I last was... few episodes have been like, we're seeing friends, yeah. we're going to restaurants, I know. and it's it, like... It feels foolish at this uh, point, but it's, you know, this is a, it's a time capsule, really. Yeah. And in more ways than one. things will start to get better. I know it's, like, hard for us, I think, to imagine why there are still so many people unvaccinated, yeah. but the the fact is, like... The rate of new vaccinations is it's pretty high, very high right now in California. So, um, I think 80, nationwide, really, eighty percent in California. I was, I was pretty at least one, at least one jab. Startled. We call them yeah. jabs. We call them jabs now. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel we've talked about it too. Is like that that month of like reprieve. It was nice at the time, but now it's just, it made things so much harder. It's, uh, yeah, it's all the more depressing for the fact that we got, like, we got to see got a little daylight taste. and then got snatched back. Yeah. Into the depths, into the darkness. And maybe some people, like, didn't trust it in the way that we did. Yeah, maybe we were foolish. Maybe we were the fools. We couldn't have seen the Delta coming, right? Yeah. I guess we actually probably could have. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was coming, we knew but we didn't varies. know, yeah. Yeah, we didn't like know this. that it was bad. On a lighter note... On a lighter note, we just watched two episodes of uh, television. We sure did. One episode of Friends, one episode of How I Met Your Mother. That's the premise of the show, if you're, for some reason, just joining us at episode 13. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> how might someone stumble upon this? <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, uh, I don't know how someone, like, just finds a... Pot. Like, when I first Three started... Keywords. Yeah. When I first... When, Tyler and I have another podcast about movies. It's called Battleship Pretension, um, battleshippretension.com, which is also where you can find old episodes of this podcast if you want the, if you don't want to go through, if you want to listen straight off of a desktop like someone's grandma, you could like yeah. listen to it at battleshippretension.com. Anyway, when Tyler and I first started that show, imdb.com used to have a thing at the bottom of the page that was like, here's some recommended podcast episodes for this week. And this was like 2007, 2008 when there weren't nearly as many podcasts. Right. And so I know Tyler and I got a lot of listeners from IMDb being like, this hey, podcast did like an episode this. about like, uh, I can't remember what we did. That's cool. Uh, uh, yeah. George, we did an episode of George C. Scott, the actor mm. who, who famously played Patton in many, many other roles. Anyway, that was, I know that was a bit, we got a lot of listeners from that. Uh, yeah, we got neighbors outside bouncing balls. Nothing we could do about that. Okay. 
Yeah. We've, I've learned from listening to past episodes because remember we were talking about the neighbor's dog Fluffy barking. Oh, yeah. Fluffy and we were, will probably bark. <laughs> but, you know, we were like, I wonder if the mics are picking that up. And having since listened to and edited the episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fluffy's all over yeah, the Yeah, there's a, there's a kid playing basketball. There's a man across the street who flies into a rage. A few a times a day. Neighborhood. Yeah. Sometimes the... Uh, Ten cars catch on fire at the uh, auto mechanic place at the yeah, end of the... Yeah, some explosions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of fun things happening in our neighborhood. But that's not... Look, what we're here to do is we're here to talk about one episode of Friends, one episode, episode of How I Met Your Mother. We're on season one, episode 13 of both. So... Um, as is my job again I'm, I'm treating listeners like their first time listeners for some reason this time my job is to sort of lead the discussion or at least kick off the discussion about the friends episode and then we'll trade places and yes. you'll kick off the conversation about the high many mother episode the problem is this week i'm gonna have to say a word that i hate to say boobies yeah i don't like the, the title of the Friends episode, Friends Season 1, Episode 13, is the one with the boobies. Um, I don't like that word. I don't like... Um, I, I feel like that, like, trying to be cute about mm-hmm. sex organs by using baby talk is weirdly, like, grosser than being vulgar about it like i'm not, not, yes. not saying i'm advocating we've, vulgarity we've talked about this before did so, we talk we might have talked about it in the last episode uh, uh when i brought up what the next episode yes, was yeah. yes but okay we, we talked about this is my memory is just i don't even remember that conversation but boobs also is you, you don't you don't like any euphemistic not in a childish way i'm not saying i like i'm not saying i'm like pro calling them like Jugs or whatever, but that I'm saying that bothers me less, right? Because it's not then like a childish. Yeah, something about okay. being childish about it like really like grosses me out. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if it, 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 it's like if someone said you're in bed with someone and you said talk dirty to me and that person started saying goo goo gaga, that would not be mm-hmm. sexy. Well, there goes my plan for the night. <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. In fact, well, okay, let's get into it. Oh, um, that's your <laughs> you, you stole my, uh, my, speaking of battleship pretension, that's my catchphrase. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just, let's just get into the rerun, re- recap. The, the, the whole thing starts with, uh, Chandler just walking into Monica and Rachel's, uh, apartment, which, yeah. um, led me to wonder, have we learned, like, does he, he has a key, right? I, f- I feel like that came up on a past episode because I can't imagine they're no just one leaving uses their door keys. Open. They're just they're just leaving their door open. Um, I mean I don't know. I, I like again. This is a, a, another. They do all have keys, but they don't need them because they're always open. But how well, come when they, went, when they went up on the roof though, the door like locked out, locked automatically deal. behind them. Well, yeah. So I think there, maybe there was some reference to. They have a set of keys. Okay. I'm but sure no, they do. But you're right. They're, in this whole episode, he they're just, just barge, running back and forth. He, they just barge in. And to the bathrooms, too. I feel like there are no locks in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. So, once again, Friends uh, proves to be an unreliable representation of what it's like to live in a big city. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I mean, I had, like, neighbors that I was friends with in Chicago I didn't. Doesn't mean I left my door unlocked. Right, you double latch, triple latch. Like <laughs> no one's coming in here. 
Um, all right, hold on. Uh, I thought you were going to say more while I took a drink. Oh. Uh, but basically, he's Chandler's written around the fridge. Uh, Rachel comes out of the, the, the bathroom, sans towel, as is her right as a resident of the apartment. It's her apartment, absolutely. Right. And uh, Chandler looks up over the, the fridge door and, and, and sees her, uh, you know, in flagrante. Uh, <laughs> um, and, um, and, and, and yeah, and Rachel's like, why don't you, you don't knock? And I was, I was thinking like, yeah, yeah, they should knock. She got, she got very angry, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and then he still makes a joke about like seeing her nipples through cause she covers herself with a blanket. And he says, that's a, that's a, it's a, an open weave, <laughs> an open weave like an which, is, like, which is really funny. Um, yeah, he could still see her nipples. Yeah. He's, or he says, nipular, nipular area, area, which I did not like. Yeah. This, this will be a running thing in this episode. Yep. Chandler not being funny. <laughs> Although he does have also my funniest line in the episode as well. Um, so then we, uh, we get back to, 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 to Central Park. They're talking about how this happened, blah, blah, blah. Phoebe's introducing her new boyfriend, Raj, or Roger, uh, played by Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Um, who, uh, I kept wanting, like, as you've, you've pointed, pointed out to the listeners before, when we, do, when we do these, we watch both episodes back to back and we do not talk. Right. And I kept wanting to ask your opinion on what a bad therapist Roger is. Yes. Because first he's like sharing stories about his patients. Well, I mean, he didn't um, give any information that could any be... Any identifying information. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I think... So, I'm also a therapist. Um, as a licensed a, clinical social worker? Yes. You are... Um, uh, in addition to a podcaster. In addition I'm also to a podcaster, you're also a therapist. clinical social worker. Um, so, yeah. I will often, in conversation with close friends, I will... I will mention things that come up in therapy. I but think that's just details. natural. Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. But are you bringing it up... But like, I'm not making fun of yeah, people. You're bringing up, like... Oh, because it's germane to the conversation, yes. not, hey, you won't believe this crazy thing that uh, yeah. a, a client said to me. Never. And yeah, I think Phoebe was like, oh my gosh, tell me about this one crazy client that you had. Like, that would never happen. Yeah. Um, but even more than that, I feel like, I don't know if it's unethical or just bad form. Uh, he's just casually therapizing everyone he he's meets. He's psychoanalyzing every single person. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there's like a joke that we're all doing it in our minds, you know, as as clinicians. You know, that, that's constantly going in the back of our minds. But is it, so when you're, when, when you're studying psychology and stuff like that, mm-hmm. does this come up like, hey, just, you know... <laughs> a point of like tact don't do this to people i think just as a human being in society (laughs) you just like know not to do it i think it's like emotional intelligence that you gain yeah (laughs) with time yeah no one likes that well no one likes raj no one likes including me i will say though to fisher stevens credit i like that he invents this like weird laugh for Roger. Like, uh, Fisher Stevens yeah. has always been kind of an idiosyncratic actor, yeah. and I like I like that he like came up with a fun like I can't even do it. Like it, a it's character a, it's quirk. Like, it was like 
Yeah, like <laughs> he was supposed to be like weaselly and annoying, and yeah. I think he really like played into that. So I knew Fisher Stevens first from Short Circuit. Yeah, sure. That was <laughs> yes. my. Uh, Yes. Um, but yeah, when I first saw him, I was like, wait, who's that? Oh, that's right. Like, it took me a second yeah. to register who it was. But he's also a filmmaker, a documentarian in his own right. Yes. He was on a couple episodes of Lost in the in the oh, fourth season. He was, remember right. when the freighter crew shows up? There's that freighter. That's where you meet Jeremy Davies for the first time. Right. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was one of them. Um but yeah, uh, okay, so Chandler is being very inappropriate about, the, like, he's being, uh, the funniest line, and I'm jumping ahead scenes, the funniest thing to me is when, like, not intentionally funny, when Ross says something about, we're all grown-ups here, when, like, none of them, especially none of the men, are is acting like a grown-up right, at, at all. all. Like, if you accidentally see a friend naked just like be fucking cool about it yeah like don't keep looking don't like make don't keep telling everybody comments about it, about it. and yeah. keep saying boobies over and over again there's actually like and then just like staring at them yeah like blatantly making her clearly uncomfortable like if it was just a joke like i could see oh my god i can't believe you know like it could be a joke between friends, but it clearly was a sore subject. Like she didn't want it. She was upset by it, but then I guess it turns into a bigger theme or joke. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, throughout the episode, that actually, actually reminded me of freshman year of college, like freshman year, like first week. I, uh, uh, made friends with this girl, um, the way that I made friends with people in my dorms because they were also smokers. <laughs> like, uh-huh. So I made friends with this girl, uh, I guess I won't say her name. Um, uh, and we did. We went up to her dorm room and we walked in and her roommate was like, it was just the exact same oh situation. And I like turned around immediately, like felt bad. And like, it wasn't like, Months like months later, later in the semester, once like we knew each other better, it was kind of like a funny thing, right? But I didn't like for the like the next time I saw her be like, oh, God, or whatever, <laughs> whatever like Chandler's doing. Can you imagine? It's ridiculous. I mean, like, it is... I, mean I, I feel like this would like I know like at this point Rachel kind of like has to be friends with Chandler because of the proximity and the friends in common. But like I would if I I feel like if I were Rachel, I would be like. I don't want to be around this guy. He's like, this is... And the way he responds, like, I don't know, the whole episode, I was like, are we watching Porky's? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah, it's very, like, boys. fratty. Yeah. And, like, the women, too. Like, why do you want to get, like, non-consensual peeks at your friends naked when they're in the shower? Like, yeah. it's just not cool. I don't think... Yeah, well, so we are jumping ahead to, like... Um, uh, Ross then says that the only thing that's fair is um, for for Rachel to see Chandler's penis, which I was like, there's no way Rachel is like, it's not equal. Rachel's not like, ooh. Give but, me she, but she was into it. But I think she's into the idea of embarrassing Chandler. Sure. I she, think that's what it's about. I don't think she's like drooling to see that hog. I think she's... She's drooling like, for that hog. <laughs> but she refers to it as tit for tat, which is a funny we, little... And then, again, Chandler not being funny this episode, he goes and, like, hangs a lantern. I'm not showing you my tat. Right. And it feels like... Like, it was already a funny joke. Do you think, like, Chandler thinks... 
does he not realize that Rachel knew what she was saying when yeah. she said tit for tat? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, these aren't real people. So, like, I'm blaming the writers, not Chandler. But it's yeah. like Chandler yeah. got a lot of the worst jokes, yeah. which kind of actually played into the character or because Raj was, like, saying, like, oh, you make jokes to avoid... To compensate for... Intimacy and yeah. things like that. So it made sense that he was making a lot of jokes, but so many of them were so bad. Yeah. Um, all right, so, sorry, back up. We also meet... Joey's dad. Right. Joey Tribbiani Sr. Who, character actor? Robert Costanzo. Okay. Whom I, uh, 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 when I see him, I think of him from Total Recall. Oh. You blabbed, Quaid. You okay. blabbed about Mars. I've never seen Total Recall, but uh, I know him You've from definitely seen him in a million things. Tons of things, yeah. and I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, my mind goes straight to, to Total Recall, um, partially because I rewatched that somewhat recently. Within the last year, I rewatched okay. Total Recall. Um, but he's got, the, you blabbed, Quaid. You blabbed about Mars. Right. You should watch Total Recall. Sounds like it's fun for you to it's say really that good. line. <laughs> um, uh, and we find out that his dad's having an affair um, uh, with uh, Lee Garlington. Okay, I was going to say, who was this character actress? Well, okay, so the, the, Lee Garlington's been in a, a bunch of seasons in Field of Dreams. She's in the Mosquito Coast. But the main thing um, that will be of interest to you and I the pilot episode of Seinfeld, she's the waitress. Remember when there, were, there was no Elaine in the pilot episode? The waitress was going to be the other regular on the show, like, because they would always right. have conversations. And it would have been like, her? get involved in their life. She's, so she, she's in the very first episode of Seinfeld as the waitress who's, like, refilling their co- coffee and, like, conf- oh, like, wow. like commenting on their conversation about, okay. like, the shirt buttons and stuff right. like that in yep. the very first episode. Yep. Um, it's said that that's the main thing that I think of when I'm... But like I said, she's in... She's in lots of stuff. Field of Dreams and Mosquito Coast, in both of which she plays like uh, sort of small town moms, which is very different than the role she's playing here. It's right. this sort of like Cindy Lauper fashion inspired pet mortician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, he, he, okay. So I didn't like this whole storyline about um, Joey's dad. I'll get into more of that later. I did like that Joey's making making gravy in, in, in to mm-hmm. use like East coast Italian, yeah. uh, uh, terms. He's like cooking for his dad and it felt like, and he like has his dad tasted and it felt yeah. like a bit of like his dad's like, Oh, you're going to burn your tomatoes. It, in a show like, that I just got done saying doesn't feel like New York City to me to have that specific, that cultural specificity of this is an Ita- not just a New York family, an Italian New York family and cooking, like making a Sunday gravy or whatever is, is a part of their, uh, their, their tradition. Uh, maybe I liked, I liked the sweetness and the, the implications of that moment. I just wish it had been in service of a more inspired storyline. Yeah, um, I also thought that Joey cooking, that's also a departure from the tradition of the show. You know, normally he's just kind of like an oafish, like eating everything that everyone makes for him. He's just like eating pie and cake and meatball. He just seems kind of like a like a dude who wouldn't, you know, cook for his dad. So that's kind of sweet. Just like this dual role that he has. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think you mentioned uh, uh, earlier in the, in the season the way that they're like, we're we're seeing Joey become like we're Develop seeing more of the sweet, a, yeah. the sweeter side of Joey. Yeah. This is, we're not into like comparisons yet, but this is where Joey is not like Barney. There are a lot of ways on the surface that Joey and Barney seem similar, right? 
you know Barney from How Many Mother. Um, I know we're not into How Many Mother yet, but this is uh, like Joey's much sweeter. And like I said, eventually we'll get to places with Barney, but I'm getting way ahead. Ahead. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. I, sorry. I just have more <laughs> examples of bad Chandler jokes mm-hmm. when he's like, "Who's up for a big game of kerplunk?" Or when he says, when he when he when he shows Ronnie Lee Garlington to his bedroom. And he says, oh, it's so weird to say that, not followed by, no thanks, it's late. It's a lot of corny jokes. Yeah, really corny. Like, almost like borscht belt <laughs> type yeah. humor. Just like not. But I think maybe there was something to it because the um, the Raj character kind of like calling him out, maybe his jokes were meant to be bad like like because because raj called him out yeah he's in his head maybe and he can't be the normal witty yeah chandler i don't know maybe maybe that's overthinking it or maybe that's giving the show too much credit yeah because is he really all that funny uh i mean the quips like it they're i don't know but i think this was yeah you're right he's not usually the funniest character uh to me but um this seemed particularly like these jokes seem particularly sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, then we get the um, we meet Joey's mom, uh, played by an actor named Brenda Vaccaro, who I feel like I recognized, but I couldn't quite place, and I didn't have time to look it up. Um, but uh, that scene seemed—I don't know what I, I know. I'm supposed to be leading the discussion. What did you think of of that? Of his mom's like feeling towards his father's infidelity. I feel like I've heard that come up before. Like the wife knows the husband is cheating and it's kind of easier. It makes her life easier. Yeah. Is that sad? A little bit. Yeah. But I feel only, like it's sad. I mean, you know, if, so they've been married for a very, very long time. They have many, many children. Um, maybe it's just, maybe they're in it for different reasons, you know, and Joey has a more traditional way of thinking about, you know, what a long-term marriage should be. And I think we all hold on to that, but I feel like it's maybe a non-traditional arrangement that works for both of them. You know, like she knows about the, it's almost like a Tony and Carmela. Like she doesn't ask, he doesn't tell. It's just easier. Like she, probably just ignores it you know to to kind of manage it for herself yeah. so it's kind of out of convenience not having to face up to it yeah but like it would be it would be you were talking about it being like non-traditional it would be progressive if it were open right but really it's it's more sad because she's still there the family is still locked into traditional marriage what the hell is going on outside yeah someone's fixing your car <laughs> um truly can't imagine what it's something someone's like throwing away a chain link fence <laughs> does, that, does that make sense breaking it down yeah and throwing it away um, anyway um it, it's it's said that it has to be like unspoken like you, you know what i mean like yeah. she's yeah. happier but she's only happier because she can't talk about it like in more progressive yeah. marriage, they could like talk about this. And the, what she likes about it is his guilt. So he feels so guilty that he like showers her with 
with gifts every time he comes home because he's like he has all this guilt from cheating on her. Yeah. So she's enjoying that. So yes, it's Even not. Even though it's coming from a perfect. place of yeah, guilt and shame. It's bad. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at least the show recognizes that it's sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't get the uh, speaking of bad Chandler's jokes. I didn't get the Walton's Mountain joke. Things sure have changed on Walton's Mountain. It's from the Waltons, but I never That's, watched the Waltons. I, I assume that like the the Waltons are you know like wholesome family, and this is clearly like a fucked up situation. Right. So I think it's like in contrast. Yeah. I think we're supposed to know that the Waltons is very different than this scenario. Okay. okay. Uh, last thing I want to mention. Um, Okay. Chandler says nipular area. Uh-huh. Then Ronnie, Lee Gunnison's character, is eating cheese nips. Um, <laughs> it was just, it's just our neighbor outside. We no. can't react, apparently. But what did he have? The neighbor got... The mail. Oh, I thought he got some some takeout I think he was just holding the mail oh. we hear such creeps this isn't the first time we've talked about our neighbors I know. I food delivery habits I love it um, yeah uh, okay so Ronnie's eating cheese nips she offers some to, to to Joey he doesn't want any but Chandler says I'd go for a nip i go for a nip so that's intentional right because then yeah. at the very end when Raj is angry that everyone doesn't like him and he's like tearing down the whole coffee shop mm-hmm. which is the first time I was on Raj's side when he was making fun of them for hanging out at a coffee shop and he was talking about the huge coffee cups that might as well have nipples on yep. them there's a lot of nipple talk it's there, clearly the intentional the whole episode is nipple talk yeah um, but it doesn't really do anything with it yeah I feel like yeah. I don't know um, do you have any other uh, insights before we move on to the, the, the little uh, mini segments we do here um, yeah, just constant violation of privacy. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's it. Uh, well, let's move on to funniest moment. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Joey and Chandler's heart to heart while they're in, they're in sleeping on the fold out couch together. And, and Joey says, <laughs> you know how I'm usually seeing girls on top of one another, meaning multiple girls at the same time, but he says, I'm seeing girls on top of one another. And Chandler says, are they end to end or tall like pancakes? <laughs> and I just like, I, I saw it coming. Yeah. I saw some, when he said, I see girls on top of one another, I saw it coming some sort of joke, but I didn't see the specific take. And also the phrasing of, tall like pancakes is very funny yeah um what did you have for your funniest moment um well we already discussed i'd go for a nip which i think is funny and i think it's funny just the idea that she's when she's sitting out in front of their apartment waiting for joey senior she's just chilling like eating a little ziploc bag of cheese nips which i think is just like a funny a funny way to introduce the the nipple joke yeah but it also kind of like um uh, uh, again, I never lived in New York City, but I lived in Chicago for four years, and I, and I feel like you know, I want to get into comparisons with New Yorkers, but I'm just saying in terms of a day-to-day living experience, it's very it's a very similar type of city and, and, right. and, and getting around. And I feel like that was actually the idea of when you don't have a car, when, when, when the way you get around the city is public transit, oh, yeah. you're often gone all day you so pack, the idea of having snacks you gotta on pack you. your snacks you yeah. have a big bag and you pack for the yeah. day no, so that I, actually felt very realistic that it you did. have a little sandwich I bag loved it. Of, yeah. of cheese nips yeah, yeah. And, but it was just a funny I mean we'll talk about her iridescent jacket 
later on okay (laughs) well let me do my make it fashion moment okay which i I was i didn't have one the whole episode this happened um yeah no i didn't have one the whole episode and then not the final central perk scene because the final central perk scene is just phoebe and raj Mm -hmm. but the final group central perk scene uh monica's wearing this very fetching outfit Hmm. (laughs) it was um uh, a blouse that was buttoned all the way up to the collar that had like a uh, a lace type doily, uh, like a doily pattern type collar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then over it she was wearing like like a scoop neck like jumper, and then she had like black like tights and high heels and mm-hmm. like a cardigan. It was like this weird mix of um, um, what did I? Uh, oh, I didn't give it. A, I didn't give it a name, but it was this weird mix of being like delicate uh, and harsh. Yeah, like coquettish. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Victorian, and yeah. it, it was, like, kind of, like... They do that a lot. Phoebe yeah. does that a lot. Yeah. Because, like, you could see, like, her outfit could either be, you know, in the juvenile section. Yeah. Or there's something kind of, like, fetishy about it almost at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, 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 my, I... Normally, I try not to make my make-it-fashion thing just, like, I thought this actress was hot in this outfit mm-hmm. but i that's okay uh, I, I, I was kind of uh, uh taken by monica's outfit there what was your i think you kind of gave us a, a hint yeah. of your makeup ronnie's iridescent jacket was my favorite um but i did notice the layered bobs are in full effect i think starting now because monica and rachel both had like their their bobs in full layered glory. So is that the Rachel? It, Rachel has the Rachel right now. Really? This is the Rachel. Okay. Um, but Monica kind of has it too. She has like a little flip, but then like a layered top. Um, it's just, it's, it's very silly, you know, from a modern lens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, layered bobs, um, lots of vests and turtlenecks there's vests in all types so there's like a denim vest yeah a leather vest there's a pinstripe vest um and then just i love i love all the turtlenecks um and then finally i didn't clock many running jokes other than or motifs Mm. other than of course the ever-present gay panic gay panic yeah which happens um in multiple ways when uh when joey and chen have to share uh, a bed first you know joey's not used to sleeping i guess joey sleeps in the nude joey's not used to sleep with the underwear on and chen like well you're gonna um and then there's a uh, a joke about chandler's father which we've had teased before mm-hmm. obviously i know you know what's to come yeah but um he said i could be a um i i could have been like a uh alcoholic blonde chasing 20 something Mm -hmm. guys uh or i could have turned out like my mother yeah so um yeah the the show is not super friendly to uh i don't know but then you like you said you 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 pointed out it won like a glad award yeah the bar was so low that this i mean any sort of mention i guess gets it a any sort of nod or mention gets it or just like because it has lesbian characters who are actual characters even though right. a lot of like jokes are made that wouldn't fly today right. they're still like yeah the the gay panic the transphobia it'll continue throughout the okay. series um i noted did you notice the um 
so Monica, she, she's not cooking, so it's kind of a, a stray from tradition again. She's not cooking, but she is, um, I guess, self-soothing with food. You know, and yeah. and Raj clocks it and is like, well, you know, it's just food, not love. So he's kind of pointing out her inadequacies and her kind yeah. of, um, you know, disordered eating disordered patterns eating, yeah. through her life. So, and also that like he's fat, a dick about it too. Yeah, and like the fat phobia that the show has as well. But normally, I give props to the props department, but who has just like a plate of like a pile of fig newtons <laughs> like yeah. if you're gonna eat that you just like open the box and like have a few you don't empty out the full contents of the fig newtons onto a plate here's okay here's me just for fun defending <laughs> that i think monica maybe is someone who normally would put them on a plate in terms of like giving them a presentation but because she's feeling bad about herself feeling bad about herself she just dumped him on onto the plate she's not maybe she still has too much self-respect or is too prissy at least right. to eat the fig newtons directly out of the 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 package i see so but that's that's just my guess yes but they are eating their feelings with the newtons and then at the end they're all eating pizza Oh, that's New York. And baby. they've eaten, oh my God. And they, they've oh. eaten pizza before, but I Order feel like. A slice, a plain slice. Okay. But I think also <laughs> they're kind of all like kind of sitting with their inadequacies yeah. and kind of emotionally eating the pizza. Did you think that pizza looked good? I did. So did I. <laughs> I also wanted one of those Newtons, to be honest. I'm not a big Newton guy. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, Why don't you tell us what happened on this episode of How I Met Your Mother, season one, episode 13. Oh, crap. (laughs) I forgot the name of it. It's called Drumroll, Please. Drumroll, Please. Yes. So it's kind of almost like a... um, continuation of the last episode where we're at Claudia and and Stuart's wedding. Um, Ted meets the girl of his dreams, but doesn't get her name. So the whole, the whole episode is kind of like a, a mystery and kind of like piecing the whole scenario together. So they end up, um, meeting and like really hitting it off this woman from the wedding and then she comes up with this like dumb rule to not hook up at weddings because you have quote-unquote wedding goggles goggles. yeah yeah um and i feel like people don't behave this way in real life like have these rules and scenarios and situations i feel like it's almost clumsy writing because i don't know i mean we've talked about it before this is a um unreliable narrator you know so it could very well be ted's version of this woman creating this rule you know it's just and i think there are times in this show when the writers 
pull that off very well of, of pulling off the like slight unreality of the show. I don't think this episode is one of those times. Yeah. The only saving grace is that in the uh, flashback flash forward structure um, that the show does so often um, in in the flash forward or whatever the next morning, the only saving grace is that Marshall and Lily immediately hate this idea. I was like, I was like, okay, yeah. at least someone knows that this isn't it's, like it's a silly. cute, like no. John Cusack, Kate, Kate Beckinsale and serendipity type of thing. Yes. This is, this is stupid. So yeah, her, the whole premise is that, you know, we don't want to tarnish these memories. So let's, let's never kiss. Let's never say goodbye. Let's never have a, a day after. Um, and it's just like kind of hokey of a premise. Um, so they have this amazing night together. They go at the wedding, they go into like another room, like an empty room with a piano and they dance and they sing and they flirt. Um, at one point she like gives Ted her shoes, which grosses me out cause he's touching the bottom of her shoes that she's worn all day. Anyway. Um, so yeah. Um, the next day, you know, Ted is really upset. Like, who is he? Because at the wedding, they make up aliases. So at first she says Buttercup and he says Lando. And then she tells him (laughs) Victoria. So he's thinking her name is Victoria. He tries to get a hold of someone from the wedding who might know. He calls the bride and groom who are on in the airport, like leaving for their honeymoon. Um, There's a bad, terrible fat joke there. There's a terrible fat joke there. Are you talking about Lindsay, the fat cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny, which reminds me of the very first episode of you're the worst when Lynn, when before we even meet Lindsay, we're at what's her name? Jennifer Arnie's wedding. I can't remember her character's name on you're the worst. And they refer to Lindsay as fat Lindsay in the first episode. Becca. Yeah. Becky. Becca. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, and I guess you didn't also think of you're the worst there, but no, I I didn't, but yeah, now I will. Um, so yeah, it's the next day he's trying to figure out who it is. And she's the, um, Claudia says there's no one named Victoria at the wedding. Um, another story, which I really liked was Marshall (laughs) was obsessed with the wedding cake. And even without any context, before we even know that he's obsessed with the cake, he's in the background (laughs) of, (laughs) of like Ted, like staring at this woman and just like, making love to this cake with his face like he's in the background just like loving it like savoring every bite of it and i was like what is going on with marshall and then we learn yeah you know that which i I missed it i know why you caught it because your eyes are always on marshall always on marshall (laughs) he's the best um okay so it turns out that the whole time like the episode yes or last last week's episode um it started off as like ted being obsessed with robin coming him with the to the wedding because oh they'll finally you know yeah he's gonna make it a big moment which of course is a ted thing right so robin leaves because she gets this opportunity to co-anchor the news she ends up going back to the wedding and seeing Ted and this mystery woman and then crying in the bathroom and the mystery woman, um, like consoles her in the bathroom. Um, so it's this whole like Robin, Robin wants to admit her feelings for Ted, but it, the timing being off and, and also she, like she said, like 
she knows that long term she and Ted don't want the same thing. Because she doesn't want to get married, yeah. and Ted very much does want to get married. So it's kind of, um, I think there'll be like a ongoing will they, won't they kind of like frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it turns out that when Mystery Woman calls herself Buttercup, she's referring to the bakery that she owns. It's called Buttercup Bakery. So they figure it out, and then Ted takes a taxi with Barney and Marshall to Buttercup Bakery, and Marshall's like, grab me a cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, just, he just wants these baked goods. Um, does, okay. Yeah. Obviously... Our wedding cake baker was at our wedding. Yes. Because she's a friend of ours. That's what I was thinking. Like, otherwise, is, if, they you, don't if get the baker's invi- not your friend, they're not... They're not invited, really. And yeah. they're not going to, like, wear a fancy dress and stick around. Yeah. Like, they drop off the cake. In my... Yeah. In my case, like, they were friends, and we wanted them there. But, yeah, I don't think that that's... But, but, but uh, I'm already forgetting her name. Uh, whose wedding was it? Olivia? Uh, Claudia. Claudia. Claudia didn't know her right other than the fact that she was the baker so why was she at the wedding it's yeah. not a normal you would know their name like they work with you you know like yeah yeah I thought that was strange too um uh, okay so yeah he goes to the bakery and he sees her like perfectly like frosting a cupcake yeah. like the timing is just so perfect yeah. through the window and then they make out and then um pavement pavement comes in spit on a stranger which i thought it was like they're actually strangers sharing spit so i thought it was kind of (laughs) like i wonder if that yeah i would say um that this is yet another instance of how i'm and your mother having better taste in music than friends but i will admit that i'm not a big pavement fan you yeah i love pavement i know you love pavement we went and saw pavement together years ago yeah um uh, I never really got into them. Something about Stephen Malcolm's voice uh, turns me off. Hmm. Um, I've got another. Before we move on to the funniest moment, I've got some other things I wanted to point out. But did, uh, did please, you have more? Please go. No. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I mentioned Lost when we were talking about Friends. We were talking about Fisher Stevens. I thought about Lost because every time in the storytelling it would go from like present to past, like you know, flash back flash forward it would do like a whoosh whoosh yeah. sound yeah not quite like the law lo- the rush of lost but it was but isn't that a normal thing that they do i don't it probably is yeah but i just associate but you were just, it with you, lost you just had fisher stevens I already, on the mind already was thinking of lost that's right yeah. yeah um okay barney obviously sucks oh yes so but, his okay, his storyline too was that he actually like he quote-unquote got himself a bridesmaid yeah. Like by saying that he was going to the Peace Corps tomorrow. This is this is paying off something I've been saying for now 13 weeks on the show. Eventually we will see Barney be actually be successful. Right, because prior he, to he this. He scores here. Yeah. With the, I hated, this is so mean, but I did like that he, in front of her, referred to her as the second hottest bridesmaid. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. But it's still a funny joke. Um, uh, I liked. Uh, I, I talked about actual sound effects with the whooshing. I did another Barney thing. I did like was when he uh, winks at Ted when he says, "You know, uh, I can't call her today. I have to call her. Never. I'm never going to call her." And then he winks at Ted and does a whoosh, 
like makes a whip <laughs> like whipping sound yeah. while he winks yeah that made me laugh i'm sorry i yeah. thought it was funny yeah, you should be sorry um and then last note and i wouldn't have known this if i weren't if i hadn't looked up the imdb there's a part where ted calls barney while he's getting a massage and mm. barney says something you know crude yeah. uh, about the 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 masseuse the masseuse whose face we never see is played by kelly stables who played kelly on superstore jonah's oh girlfriend for a while before they i should have cut that voice because she has a very yeah I, di- I didn't i happened to be looking for some other reason at the imdb and i was like wait i don't remember seeing kelly from superstore in it but she's the uh so she doesn't show up again on the show uh you know what i don't think so but i haven't watched this show again since we watched superstore so i don't necessarily know that i would have picked her out um but yeah um barney is definitely a creep um he ends up when they're trying to find who this woman is he ends up like calling her even though he told her that he was leaving for the peace corps to india and he says that oh his like flight is delayed for another day so they have to meet up again yeah or she invites him to meet up again and um he lies about converting all of his money to india dollars (laughs) 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 which i guess is my funniest line so i guess we just kind of segued segue into the the funniest line (laughs) Um, and she believed him so she gave him cab fare so he's like getting paid now to sleep with women how did I miss India dollars is so funny. India dollars is very funny. Yeah. Um, well, my funniest moment, I know we, we talk a lot of shit about Barney, but he's funny. Sometimes my funniest moment was also a Barney moment when, um, Ted and Victoria have their little game where they, at first they, they give the fake names and they agree. We're not going to share each other's names. And then Barney, like a little boy runs up and goes, Ted, 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 like says his name like six <laughs> times in a row. Yeah. It's very much like mom, mom, yeah, mom, exactly. mom, can I? Uh, so that was my funniest moment. Uh, what about how, how I met your mother, but make it fashion. Did you have a, a pick this week? Um, well, I think last week we talked about like the tacky, um, wedding fashions. Um, and I think that this is a, just a continuation, like um, just weird, um, we, almost like corseted dresses, but um, in the wrong spots. <laughs> like well, we talked about robins. Yeah. Last like, week. Which one are you talking about this week? Everyone. Um, okay. Buttercup. Victoria. Yeah, and she has a weird uh, brooch, like, in the middle of it. It's very Real Housewives. I, uh, oh, that's funny. That's not what I put. Because I liked Victoria's dress. It's weird. Because I described it as, like, a small-town flapper dress. Like, the cut of the dress, especially, like, above the waist, feels like, you know, hosting a bake sale. Yeah. But it has those, like what the, i think of the, flapper style like dripping beads the drop seams yeah so it was a, it was a weird dress but i kind of felt like she pulled it off ashley ashley I williams is that the i edge? didn't like it i didn't like okay. the corseted like um ribbons like it was like ribboned like a ribboned corset oh, on, a, still on victoria's yes yeah. with a big brooch right in the middle yeah there was a big brooch right in the sternum yeah and the shoes were gross yeah the shoes were tacky yeah and um, uh, the the bridesmaid, we, I know we got her name that that Barney took home. Was it Danielle? Danielle? I don't remember. That's so sad that um, yeah, she's just 
unforgettable <laughs> um, to us and to Barney. Uh, just forgettable. Um, Did I say unforgettable? You said unforgettable. Oh, yeah. But that's what she, uh, she ought to be. Yeah. She's she a human be. being. Yeah. Um, but she thought the shoes sounded cute. And I was like, mm, you haven't seen these shoes. Yeah. They're not very cute. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I didn't like the shoes, but I kind of I kind of dug the dress. Okay. Did you clock any, uh, I got to stop saying clock. Did you clock any running jokes or motifs in this um, episode? Well, just the, uh, the things that I don't like, the, you know, fat phobia, which, yeah. you know, you mentioned previously. Um, yeah. And just like we already talked about people don't behave like this in real life. It's frustrating to me. Yeah, but I mean that's true of friends too. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, I, I understand what you mean, um, yeah. and we'll get to it in similarities and differences. Um, yeah, as far as the running, the motifs that are obviously the ongoing will they, won't they between between Ted and, Robin. and Robin. Yep. This is a big episode for that. Uh, for running jokes, there was a suit up. If you remember, there was a suit. Barney up. says suit up, and Ted is about to. And then he remembers the conversation. There's a whoosh. He remembers the conversation he and Victoria had about his normal weekend attire being uh, jeans and a bleach-stained sweatshirt. sweatshirt. So he changes into that for the cab ride. Right, right. Um, but he almost suited up, but he didn't. He didn't, because they were going to go to uh, Foxy Boxing. <laughs> yeah, that's... I, oh, yeah, I should have said, that's another running thing that... Mm-hmm. that cause, Barney's always trying to get people to go to corny shit. Yeah. He, he got them to go to the strip club on Thanksgiving. Yeah. He wants people to go play laser tag with him. That's a he big thing. He wants people on boats. <laughs> he wants people to go to the boat. Yeah. And now Foxy Boxing. Which I would kind of like a friend like him. Just, I love a friend who organizes shit. Like, even if it's lame. Yeah. I love an organizer. Well, I love that he, okay, so do you think when Ted agrees to go to Foxy Boxing and Barney goes, tonight? Do you think, because both things are true, is there a Foxy Boxing every night of the week, or does Barney have the Foxy Boxing schedule, schedule. memorized? Yeah. And he was so like, he there's knows, one tonight. Yeah, you he knows there's one tonight. tonight. Yeah, it's probably like <laughs> two nights a week. Yeah. It just so happens. Um, well, let's move on to any other similarities and differences between the, the two shows. Um, normally in this segment, I like to try and compare the show's worldviews mm-hmm. I guess but I think I'm going to get a little bit more just TV critical here and talk about how both of these episodes had uh, dumb sitcom contrivances yes you know Absolutely. Uh, you yes. saw my uh, breasts I have, to, have see to see your yeah. penis or we're going to have this night and where we we obviously immediately recognize that we're going to have a great time together so let's never share any information and never see each other again uh i I hated both of those me too yeah i didn't like either episode yeah well we have to play favorites though you have to pick one um okay um i will pick how i met your mother by default i think that's the winner and I didn't laugh at all in the Friends episode, and I did laugh some. I laughed really hard at the tall like pancakes. <laughs> you did laugh really hard at that. Um, really uh, you showing your cards there. I can't look. I I'm not someone who can keep my laughter to myself. Oh, I can muffle. I can't. Well, sometimes I yeah, sometimes I can't. But um, yeah, Marshall being obsessed with the cake was really fun. It made me want cake. 
Um, I thought that that looked good. Um, yeah, I'll say, uh, yeah, same reason for me not liking the Friends episode as much. It just, the, my last note for my main segment of notes mm-hmm. of just like general things to talk about mm-hmm. um, was this episode sucks. I just yes. didn't like this Friends episode at all. Yeah. Whereas the How Many Other episode, um, I like that you like Marshall. Of course you like Marshall. I like, as much as I don't like his actions, Barney was funny, very animated and funny the entire episode. Mm-hmm. I also think just as a romantic comedy, which is what How I Met Your Mother is, um, Ted and Victoria have chemistry. I, I, the, or I should say the Josh Radner and Ashley Williams have chemistry. I, I liked, even though I didn't like the premise of their, their, their scenario in this episode, I just liked them talking to each other. It, I, I, I felt like it, uh, I, I could see the spark. I don't think that I could. Hmm. And I didn't believe one word either said to each other. <laughs> um, no, I, I believe Ted's, uh, um, Ted's sort of, uh, charming repartee, his banter about like, oh, I'm not putting the moves on you. You'll know, you'll know the moves when you see them. People 10 tables, 10 tables over. will know the moves. I don't know. It was charming. <laughs> Would have worked on me. That's yeah. all I'm saying. All right. Well, well, uh, I feel like this was the first time we've had two episodes. Kind of weak we episodes. Both didn't yeah. like. In, we've definitely had things where um, it was tough to pick because they were both great. Great. Or, yeah. or, or we've had weeks where there was a clear winner. Yeah. Like with the limo. Yeah. Uh, the, how many other episodes of the limo? Like, yeah. it's a great episode. Um, this week it was like, yeah, I guess by default, the how many other episode mm-hmm. wasn't quite as off putting as the friends. Yes. Episode. Yes. <laughs> um, let's move into my favorite segment to mm-hmm. announce. What's that? Uh, it's called, how were we doing? Mm-hmm. And this is where we look at what was going on in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So, uh, only one week had pa- passed in the real world between season 12 and 13 of friends. So, uh, sorry, season 12, and 13, episode 12 and 13 of friends, uh, episode 13, uh, the one with the, hmm, uh, aired on <laughs> Thursday, January 19th, 1995. So we're into, January of 95. I'm um, ensconced in middle school and hating it. Yeah. Um, it is um, apparently unofficially National Popcorn Day, so I'm just looking Ooh. at that. I didn't know that. Um, I like that. But, uh, yeah, not a lot going on necessarily in, 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 in the world. Luxembourg had a new premiere sworn in. He was only 28 years old, according to this. How about that? Um, The top five songs in the USA. This is fun to do, uh, even though it's always the same every week. Uh, Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Mm -hmm. How's that one go? I'm down on Bended Knee. Begging. Won't you please? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, TLC's Creep. Yeah. Which one's it? Because I want to hit Creep is Radiohead. So I creep, yeah, just keep it on the down low. I thought you were joking, just to get me to sing it. No, I, I don't know that song. I you know don't like TLC. Scrubs, right? Yeah. And then there was... Waterfalls. 
Scrubs and Waterfalls, which was off of the later, and then there was the album before that was like Ooh on the TLC tip. I remember that one. Yeah. But I think this creep must be off some weird like because this is like the time of my life I was getting into like I was firmly into punk rock by this point. Okay. So I was listening to Pennywise, not not TLC. I was listening to all of it. I know we've talked about it before. You were more well rounded. Um, I and yet I do know this song, uh, and we've talked about it. I think in the past Another Night by Real McCoy Another, another Night Another Dream Yeah I like a dance I wouldn't have liked 19, January 1995 me is embarrassed that you that 38 like, year old me is singing the Real McCoy song yeah. but I like it it's yeah. I, 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 I like uh, I like dance song dance songs I also have come to like Bon Jovi's ballads mm-hmm. always oh uh, yeah 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 always uh, I'm, I'm losing the rest of it. And then Madonna, Take a Bow. I don't remember how Take a Bow take goes. Take a Bow. Um, I feel like, was it on the Evita soundtrack? Uh, the timing, I guess, works out. So maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe it's an Evita song. Um, and then in jumping forward to 2006, mm-hmm. uh, this is three weeks later. Um, wait. Um, yeah, I guess two or three weeks later, uh, Monday, January 23rd, 2006 is when drum roll please aired. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. This is fun. According to a recent study completed by the Cardiff university in Cardiff, Wales, January 23rd is the saddest day of the year. <laughs> oh, just in general, just every year, January twenty. I guess seasonal affective disorder and uh-huh. stuff like that. I would, I, I would think earlier in January. But I think maybe, maybe the post-holiday hangover doesn't kick in till later. Maybe people still have their trees up. <laughs> yeah, and at least when like, uh, well, I guess in the U.S. at least when the holidays are over, you still only have to make it a couple weeks until MLK, MLK Day. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, I'm sh- this, I, got, I have to find a better website because all this news is a fucking bummer. It's like fucking train crashes and mad cow disease. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, maybe, yeah, January 23rd is the saddest day. Well, let's a bunch see. Of, a bunch of sad shit happened. Let's see how we in feel. In 1995. Yeah, let's try and, uh, put it on our calendar. Um. It's a Sunday. How bad could a Sunday be? Well, you get the... You got a case of the... The Sunday Sunday Blues, blues. yeah. Yeah. Um, But let's look at what songs... um, uh, Again, this is going to be stuff I... I literally don't know any of these songs. I probably won't either. From 2006? Yeah. Nelly Grills. No. Okay. Beyonce, Check On It? Which one is Check On It? No. Chris Brown, Run It. Ugh, no. Mariah Carey, Don't Forget About Us? No. And the Pussycat Dolls stick with you. Nope. What was going on? Yeah. Maybe it's this website. No. The, oh, these are the top. These are the top five oh, songs okay. in the U.S. on January 23rd. We all did like... Where were we at? Did we all just take our eye off the ball music-wise yeah. in January of 2006? Uh, I, I don't understand what was... Uh, what was going on with us? What was going on? There must have been... Um, let's try and remember where... I mean, it's January 20, 2006. You know what's fun? Hmm. As this episode, as this series, this podcast goes on, eventually we'll get to the point where you and I are together. Oh, that's cute. You know? Yeah. Like, Gen- what were we doing this day? Yeah. But January 23rd, 2006, you and I 
hadn't even met. No. I was met. in Los Angeles, of yeah. course, I said. All the, I moved to, I said in the very first episode, I moved to Los Angeles right before How I Met Your Mother premiered. And so. we met in 08. Thanksgiving weekend 2008. Yeah, I think we've covered this yeah. before. Um, I need a refresher sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think January of 2006 was probably... The first time, uh, no, that's not true. I uh, I had a I had a PA job. I was still working on uh, the motion picture Beowulf. It had wrapped in December of two thousand five, but then I moved from being like a set PA to being an office PA, and worked there for most of January doing like like wrapping the movie essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm trying to think. I know. I I was working for the Assistance League in Burbank, and I rode my bike to work every day. And it was very much the phase of being in my, you know, early to mid twenties where I was like. So wait, that early January two thousand six. So did you already live here? You didn't live here in two thousand six in this apartment. Oh no, you're right. I was in Simi. You were still in Simi Valley. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we weren't even in the same city yet. No. Technically, no, we weren't. Yeah, but we were still. Things were. The 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 orbs were things pulling were us the, together. Yes. The, yeah. the, the gravity of. Yes. Of, uh, I don't know, romance was yeah. pulling us together. Yeah. <laughs> From right. across space and time. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, January nineteen ninety five. I don't know what, what grade. We both graduated in 2000. Mm-hmm. So we were so that would have been se- like seventh grade. Seventh the grade. Latter half of seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ugh, that's a rough time. Terrible time. Rough Middle school is not time. good for anyone. No. Yeah. Bad. And I don't want to know the people stuff. it was good for. Those aren't my people. <laughs> okay. Well, on to our final segment, which is called challenge accepted. Okay. And this is uh, where mm-hmm. we make predictions based only on the or given only the titles of the next episode we make predictions of what's going to happen in those episodes obviously I'll predict the Friends episode you'll predict the How I Met Your episode but we have to first um, uh, uh, decide who won the, the, oh, the last right. one we still haven't is this the first episode we've done yes this is the first episode we've recorded since the matchmaker episode of How I Made Your Mother aired. Yes. And split decision, I think, on whether, based on the listeners, Cameron. whether or not Cameron Mannheim is a big enough star to count as a big guest star. S- big celebrity guest star. So I guess continue to weigh in because we like... The we need a tiebreaker. Yeah, we need a tiebreaker um, to, to find out who won that. I'm like, if Cameron Mannheim isn't a big enough star then I win the bet but also as someone who likes Tanner Mannheim I want her to so I'm, I'm I've got I'm like <laughs> torn between what right. I want it to be okay I can sit like if I showed the episode to my mom and she said hey that's so and so like my mom would not say Cameron Mannheim but I don't I mean your mom's not plugged in culturally like pop culturally in that way but I guess like, that's how I would define like a big celebrity name maybe not maybe not my mom but like someone yeah now I have to have one, now I'm wondering if my mom would I don't know if I want to watch the practice I don't know if my mom is like but she probably knows who Cameron Mannheim is right I didn't even know her name but yeah I, I okay. guess I'm 
I guess I'm not plugged in. She's in Happiness, the Todd Solondz movie, Happiness. Yeah, which I enjoy, but I don't know everyone's name. No, I know everyone's name in the movie. <laughs> make it a make it a point all right to know everyone's name and all the todd Solomon movies um all right so jury's still out on that one but uh i've i am getting a point on the board this week because i i um correctly predicted that one of the three dudes would see either monica or rachel topless yeah you did it and and you and for drumroll please you predicted that ted and victoria would start dating and the drumroll was about ted introducing victoria to the gang right which is not what happened the not gang did happened. not meet victoria except no. for robin secretly yeah in the bathroom but uh so okay. yeah i'm gonna i get to put a little two next to my name here all right you've got it's seven to two whoa which uh doesn't add up because this is our 13th episode so we're missing some somehow did we not do it till later maybe or you know what i think we had a number we of weeks where it was like a tie a it was nil a draw. nil yes. essentially yeah um so now uh we're going to make our predictions for are you watching too much ted lasso with the nil nil <laughs> yeah it must, be, it must be from from ted lasso yeah um but we're not gonna get we can't get into ted lasso no, we but can't. uh uh i'll say i'm uh i'm with the growing number of people who are finding season two less than season one yeah that's fair like i still i look forward to us watching it every week because it's like it's always i like the actors and i feel like there's good jokes there's enough good jokes every week that i'm like this is not a waste of my time but i'm just not feeling it's feeling a little like these episodes of friends and how many mother we watched today it's feeling a little forced mm-hmm. and a little faky in season two mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. there was some of that in season one, but I don't know. I'm having trouble connecting. Yeah, I agree. But like I said, it's still funny enough that I look forward to watching it. Yeah. And it's obviously gotten in my head enough that I'm saying nil, nil. <laughs> All right. So season one, episode 14 of friends. friends is called the one with the candy hearts. Now I have to make a guess based on that title. And uh, this is where we have to um, vamp while I'm talking because I have oh, to like, okay. write this down. But first, I have to think of my guess. The one with the candy hearts. Okay, I'm, giving, I'm guessing timeline-wise, this is a Valentine's a Day. Valentine's Day episode. But what happens with the candy? Hearts. Although we have to remember, my guess, all all the information I'm given is the title. Mm-hmm. But my guess doesn't have to be about the title. My right. guess could just be about what happens. What in might the happen? Episode. Yeah next but i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say it's valentine's day and ross is pressuring himself to make some sort of declaration to rachel Mm, okay okay make a declaration of love or you know have that um speaking of like the way people don't talk or maybe I'm wrong. But when Robin tells Lily about crying in the bathroom and Lily's like, you have feelings for Ted. Like, I feel like that's such a weird, like clinical way of, <laughs> of saying, right. do you, but maybe other people do say like, Oh, you have feel like maybe I'm a little kid that have I would be like, I would have said like, Oh, you like Ted. But I think that's, childish that's what i'm saying oh, that's what you're I'm a childish saying. one okay here i think but have feelings feels like i don't know it reminds me of it like, is very now like 
feel some type of way, like have feelings for, yeah, like it's catch very feelings. catch feelings. If, yeah, if she'd use something more slang, but saying have feelings reminds me of <laughs> on Chopped when it's clearly Fruit Loops, but they have to call it Fruit Ring Cereal. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Um, all right. So Ross is, pres- Ross is pressuring himself to make a declaration to Rachel is what I, what I wrote down. Okay. Season one, episode 14 of How I Met Your Mother is called Zip, Zip, Zip. Zip, Zip, Zip. Yeah. Ugh, that's... Okay. So... This, oh! What? I'm sure it has nothing to do with Zippy, the burger mascot <laughs> from Mystery Diners, but I'm going to mention it because we got the greatest comment, or I can't remember comment or tweet or whatever... Look, I, we hope that we're making you think more deeper about friends and how I met your mother. We're hoping maybe you're experiencing one or both of these shows for the first time with us. But the really important thing we've accomplished is by talking about the ridiculous Mystery Diner show or Food Network show Mystery Diners. We love it. And pointing out that it is all 13 seasons or whatever are available to stream on the discovery plus app. We've turned at least one couple into fellow mystery diners fans. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Keep watching. It only gets better. We, <laughs> since our last, um, record, we've watched three episodes. We, yeah. We went back and rewatched. We watched, episodes. we watched the three episodes of the restaurants that we had been to. Four. We watched residuals, which is a bar actually. Yes. Um, yeah in in a uh, studio, studio city. city yeah we watched nacho daddy which uh-huh. is a restaurant in las vegas las vegas we watched uh the gateway restaurant which is in three rivers uh, california Sequoia. just outside Sequoia yeah. national park and what was the other we watched um um uh we watched another we watched one that we've been to yeah oh shoot and it wasn't the winery no. Well, yeah, there's there's Dofo or Dofo Winery. Um, oh, that's going to drive me crazy now. Which other one did we watch? Shoot. Was it New Orleans? It was, yes, the Marigny Brasserie oh, in, in, in uh, yes. Frenchman Street in, yes. in New Orleans, which we've been to. And, like, look, it's good, actually. The yeah. Marigny Brasserie, right? Like, we had a good time there. Yeah, but I, like, I bought a Groupon. <laughs> that's why we went. Right. Does that still exist, Groupon? I think it does. Yeah. I don't get the emails anymore, which is weird. I'm pretty sure I said stop sending me emails. Yeah, I might have unsubscribed. Um, okay, zip, zip, zip. Zip, zip, zip. Okay. Um, so Barney is... he. Okay, so he starts a relationship with Victoria. Ted does. Ted does, okay. sorry. Ted starts a relationship with Victoria and... She's so mysterious that he still knows nothing about her. So he knows zip, zip, zip about who she really is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. And he knows zip about her still. Okay. I like that. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I like, yeah, we're both playing off of what's going on in the show. Yeah. Um, well, that's it then. We've reached the end. We've, reached, uh, the, we've, we've recapped everything. We've done our fun segments that yeah. are fun for me to, to say, to ham yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, I got that out of my system. We're, we're, we're recording the week of release Yeah, now. I fe- and I feel like I'm a little low energy, but we're 
we're recording much later than we normally do. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm a night owl. Yeah. I'm just getting my energy. Yeah. This is where I, this is where things pick up for me. This is where I wind down. <laughs> um, so you can find uh, me and all my energy at battleshippretension.com. That's where you can find movies that I review as well as my podcast. Um, sorry, you can find reviews of movies that I've seen as well as my podcast, Battleship Pretension, that I uh, do with uh, my co-host, Tyler Smith. You can email us both at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, please do. Um, please do. Yeah, tell us tell us your 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 thoughts. Um, do you think um, it's gross and embarrassing to use juvenile slang for sex <laughs> uh, <text> parts? <laughs> um, uh, let us know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Don't look for Natalie on Twitter. She's not on there. Nope. She doesn't want you finding her on social media. Just email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail dot com. Right? right. That's right. Uh, until next time, catch us at McLaren's. <laughs> <laughs>